The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Jaylen Nye. Hello, Andrew. Speaking of just crazy and uh, aviation, <laughs> do you see this? There's a story about a guy. It's uh, two uh, American tourists, a man and wife, and they were in Switzerland. And, you know, we're, you know we just talked to Scott and his risky sport that he's in and you know you, you people hang glide and do other things and you, you're running a bit of a risk i suppose you know when you do these are that is that considered an extreme sport i don't know so chris gursky and his wife gail they're on vacation in switzerland they decide to go hang gliding now they've never uh, done it yeah. before uh, but they get you know they do the the ground school and they they're taught now they're going to hang glide with a pilot so they're strapped in the pilot does the flying but you get to enjoy the ride right beside your pilot yeah it's right? like tandem skydiving exactly so off goes Gail Chris's wife uh, and they wait they're jumping off a four thousand foot mountain mm. edge okay so they wait for uh, an updraft and the pilot knows exactly what he's doing and and then he starts running and and uh, Chris's wife starts running and they they leap that's what you do off this four thousand foot uh, <laughs> cliff and it's majestic according to Chris it was just so cool to see his wife just glide through the air and peacefully disappear into the horizon so it's his turn now so he lines up with his pilot and they wait and for an updraft and then the pilot starts running and he starts running and they jump off this 4000 foot cliff mountain cliff and it's at that point that chris realizes his pilot forgot to attach his harness chris's harness is not attached to the hang glider so as they jump off the cliff He's expecting to sort of level out with the pilot. Well, it, he drops like a rock, right? Now he grabs and is able to, to grab a bar for a second, just that bar that they're always holding onto. But that's all that's holding him in the, in the, in the glider. So he's hanging. Mm. Now the pilot realizes immediately what's happened. Um, and that's a big oop, oopsie. And and Chris loses his grip. So he loses his grip, and now he's holding onto the bar with one hand. He's dangling from this hang glider by one hand over 4,000 feet above the air. The pilot reaches down and grabs him by the collar, basically. Now, with one hand, he's holding onto his passenger. With the other, he's attempting to guide the glider down to the ground. Well, he slips again. He's And, and now, <laughs> he, Chris is holding onto the pilot's leg. The pilot is reaching down, holding onto Chris. And with his other hand in a completely bent position, he's piloting this plane to safety. He lands. He lands. And Chris, I think at the last moment... And, you know, he had to have thought. His life had to have flashed mm-hmm. before his eyes. This is where it ends. He knows that if he lets go, I mean, he, the, the two of them are holding him into this glider. So he lets go. The other guy's not strong enough with one arm to hold him, right? But he's feeling the fatigue. As the pilot brings it to a safe landing, this is when Chris loses his grip. He's he's lost all oh, yeah. ability yeah, now. Yeah. And he loses his grip, and and as I suggested would happen, the pilot loses his grip, too, because he can't hold him with one arm. So Chris hits the ground. And I don't know what speed Chris is going, but he was only a few feet above the ground. Uh, Breaks his wrist. That's it. Just breaks his wrist, and that's it. Survives this ordeal. This he, He robbed death on his vacation in Switzerland. When asked if he would ever go up in a glider again, he said, oh yeah, definitely. 
I'll go hang gliding again. I didn't get to enjoy my first flight. <laughs> Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. No. No, no, no. Well, then you're going to double, triple check. I know. He's the safety boy after that, right? And it's funny. We spoke long uh. weeks ago about... Uh, zip lining in Mexico, and every time I, you do another zip line, you go, is that harness as tight as it's supposed to be? Like, you always suspect that it's not quite the way it should be, right? But in this particular case, not attached at all. Not attached at all. And you couldn't get him, he couldn't pull him up high enough oh, yeah. to try and attach it. No. Oh. Um, first, first time and only time I've parachuted. Um, I, it was fine for me. Well, it wasn't fine for me. It was, I didn't enjoy it one little bit. It was solo. It wasn't tandem. It was, and I, I, I might consider doing tandem, mm. uh, now, but I didn't really enjoy the whole, you know, stepping out onto the strut of the plane, letting well, that's go. that's the hard part. Oh, right? that was terrifying. Because after that, you're not in control anyway. Well, so. well, you're, you're kind of yeah, yeah. steering the, the parachute. But one of the guys that jumped that day as well, his lines of his parachute got twisted yeah, oh, so yeah. all of a sudden all that stuff that they've just taught you this right morning yeah. actually he, the, he he needed to know it and managed to to flip he it untangled so he, he untangled himself wow. and and landed safely but oh my gosh isn't the alternative to release that and use your emergency chute uh, I don't remember them yeah. talking about uh, the emergency chute, Yikes. but he he managed because they they teach you how to to, to try and flip it around, right? Ugh. But I, I kept thinking to myself, geez, if that had happened, <sighs> yeah. That was for, did I tell you, it was for the, um, for the intensive care unit at, at the hospital, well, one of the, the hospitals in Thunder Bay, in Thunder Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and then your landing spot no. was the roof of the hospital, oh, just in Oh, my goodness. Case. And one other girl landed, and this was in a field, and there was a, a bear nearby. Really? Where, you survived the jump and get eaten <laughs> and by, get a, by bear? a bear? Yeah, yeah. Great. Hey, Glenn. Hi. 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 What's going on? Well, I was hot air ballooning in Turkey. And uh, it didn't really start out too well to begin with because we had a 16-man basket that the pilot loaded 21 people into. Oh. So we were overloaded to begin with. We got up, and uh, then he got a report saying that there was a storm coming, so he had to set down real quick. He found a field he's going to land in, but he kind of come up short. We hit a lemon tree where the branch pierced the basket between me and another person. Oh. It came through about two feet. So one of us could have been seriously gored by that, and then ripped the basket open as he untangled himself, or the wind blew us off the tree, and uh, then we crash-landed. So, yeah, it was pretty harrowing. Oh, yeah, my now, goodness. Do you, do you get a coupon for, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what do they, how do they compensate you in a case like that? Well, they gave us half our money back for one thing. Half? Half, yeah. I think he just wanted to get us out of there. He didn't want a lawsuit on his hands. Yeah, exactly. I think I'd have wanted the so, full refund, honestly. What could you do in Turkey? Who are you going to sue? Well, you yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So when it was anybody hurt, hurt? No, no. Amazing. I mean, it, it, the uh, hit a bunch of trees open, and the, the basket got dragged across the ground uh, on its side, but nobody got hurt. Uh, you know, seriously, it's just a little more shaken up than anything. Seems hmm. to me that a sixteen-man basket—that seems that like seems, a—that seems yeah. like a lot. Yeah. 
that's a big basket, but to crowd 21 people in there yeah. is not a smart thing to do. Well, that's how you bring the uh, cost of admission down, hey? <laughs> <laughs> would you do it? Would Would you do it again, Glenn, or have you done it again? Well, that was my second time. The oh. first time was in Italy, and I just absolutely loved it. That's why we had to do it in Turkey. And uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's just it's so quiet up there and peaceful, and you don't even feel the basket moving. Yeah, it's just like you're in a in one of those IMAX movies, watching yeah. everything through a, a lens. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, scary, but cool. Thanks, Glenn. Okay. Have a great day. Got this text. Uh, that story about the hang glider reminds me of something back in the 90s. Uh, one of those fairs and having a bungee jumping from the cranes was a big thing for a while. But one time uh, where they, because it has different bungees for different weights, etc., mm. they attached the wrong cable mm. and somebody went face first into the asphalt. Yikes. That's just it. I think about that all the time because I do those things, uh, you know, hang gliding and parasailing and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff when you're in Mexico and you know on day three you start thinking oh what can we do this different today right but you're absolutely trusting this guy yeah. that you just met you know this equipment's solid that he's taking all the precautions do you remember our it, it was the listener trip to the Dominican and you might have been in the pool because you did the pool we hung out at the beach at yeah. one point over the beach over out over the water there was like a boat with a hang glider attached mm-hmm. to it, flying in the air. I was like, who's getting in that? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I've done that, though. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't do it now. No, it wasn't like a boat on the water. The boat was attached yeah, to no, the bottom of the water. It was in the air. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, those things appealed to me back when I was, like, in my 20s and 30s, maybe even into my 40s. But now it's like, you know what? Uh, I, could, I could hurt something just climbing in that thing. You know? I'd like to do the parasailing. Yeah, you've not done it? I've not done it, no. We ended up doing that on our last or two Mexico trips ago ago with the family. We all did it. I I went to talk to the guy to see how much it was, and, you know, they they love to negotiate, and uh, so do I. So we came up with a family rate Mm -hmm. that was, like, really cheap, and you go one at a time kind of thing, right? And I I was actually quite proud of Carol because she's very afraid of heights. She doesn't even like flying, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's heights and just being up in the air. But she went on it, and... You, there's this lack of, there's this certain feeling that you're not really controlling things as you're coming back into the beach, right? Because the guy tells no, you. No, they're telling you it's time to come down. Yeah, but they, they, how you come down, because they tell you, hey, listen, we'll wave a red flag, aim for that. This mm. is left, that's right. But you get up in the air and look down, you're like, okay, I'm looking at a thousand ants. Which one is holding a red flag, right? But generally, they get you sort of into the right area, you know? Okay, I got a ton of video I haven't. That's from years ago, and I still haven't edited that video of Carol coming flying in. I have to get on top of that after I take out the garbage tonight. Yes, it's on the list. Don't yeah. forget. It's 3.50. Well, tomorrow on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News, between 3 and 4, it's going to be another edition of How's That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans Ferentz. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you miss any of uh, his episodes. You can find them at 630ched.com. All you have to do is go to the afternoon news hmm. page and they're all right there. There you go. There's a story I'd like to get to, but I, we don't have time to get to it right now. And I don't know that we'll have time to get to it this afternoon. We talked about it yesterday as well, the Remedy Cafe thing. I do want to talk about that at some point, but with whatever time we have left here, have you gotten a distracted driving ticket? No. Nor have I, but this guy down in the United States in Connecticut, Westport, gets himself a distracted driving ticket. 
takes it to court to fight it because he denies that what the police officer is saying, that mm-hmm. the police officer saw him with his cell phone to his face. Turns out that it was a uh, hash brown. A McDonald's hash brown is what he had to his face. He was eating a hash brown, and he showed the uh, judge his uh, log from his phone mm-hmm. that indicated he was not on There's the phone no at phones? that time. That is indeed his phone. He also uh, mentioned that his car comes equipped with a function which won't allow the phone to operate. It'll go Bluetooth, so there's no way he would hold it to his face anyway. Judge still found him guilty. Uh, it's a $300 ticket. His insurance went up by $1,000, so he's appealing. Um, he requested a retrial, and he's going to get it next month. He's, he's going to fight this way. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? It, because, you know, I, have you ever gone to traffic court? No. The judge tends to just listen to the police officer and then rule. Okay. At the, uh, I guess it may, for him, it's, it's you know, the principle of the thing, I guess. Well, his insurance is going up by $1,000. Yeah, but he's spending money on lawyers. Well, he's, this time he's got a lawyer because yeah. the last time he represented himself, so right? So I, I guess you just got to balance that out and find out uh, what it's going, going to be. But Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I would fight it. If you explained to the police officer at the time, mm-hmm. look, my phone's right there. This is the hash brown I was eating. He says, I don't care. I mm-hmm. saw a phone. Then the judge won't listen to you when you say, no, I, my phone log shows the evidence is all there. Because you're supposed to get a fair trial. And like I say, no offense to our uh, men and women well, in blue, but you'd often, well, I'm the curious. judge just wants to move everybody yeah. through really quickly. I right? mean, he had, he went to court the first time, right? Yep. Represented himself and the judge didn't buy his story. So what are you going to do? I've had that experience many years ago of having, being charged with something where, and I won't go into the details, but I went and explained to the judge and the judge just didn't listen to what I had to say. Like it just wasn't interested. And the guy before me was an engineer and he was charged with speeding and he actually broke it down for the judge how the car couldn't possibly have made, uh, gotten to the speed that he was talking about, given the grade of the... Like, and he had the whole... And the judge was like, I don't care about any of that, and just found him guilty. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Eileen Bell has your 4 o'clock news headlines coming up on the other side. Morley checks in with a look at sports, plus the latest from your market numbers. All that and much more still to come on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.